Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Well, we are so glad to be back with you today, uh, right here from Sarasota uh, upon the ocean. It's such a gorgeous morning. And um, the reason that we are here, obviously, this is, this is the most holy day of our faith as Christians, as followers of Christ. This is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, and He is risen, and He's risen in us. If you have your Bibles, I just want you to take some time and join with us as we break open the Scriptures today. And we're going to begin in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28. I'm going to begin to read in verse 1. We're going to go to several different portions today, so if you got your, your iPhone or your iPad or your, your Scriptures, I'm trying to keep my Scriptures from blowing away here. So we're beginning in Matthew chapter 28, and it says, Now after the Sabbath, I'm in verse 1, Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Oh, I love that. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, as just as he said, Come and see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell the disciples that he is risen from the dead. Indeed, he is going before you to Galilee, and you will see him. And behold, I have told you. And so they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and with great joy and ran to bring the disciples' word. Oh, I love this. I think the first thing that I really want us to see this morning that the angel did not roll away the stone to let Jesus out. Are we clear on that? (laughs) He did not roll away the stone to let Jesus out. In fact, when we begin to read in just a few moments out of John chapter 20, we'll see that Jesus was walking through walls. So Jesus had no problem getting out of the tomb that morning. Actually, the angel rolled away that that, that stone on the tomb to give us access and entry so that we could behold the miracle of the resurrection. In fact, um, in in Matthew chapter 27, it talks about um, during this earthquake, it says that the veil of the temple was rent. It was torn from top to bottom. That's Matthew chapter 27, verse 51. It says that the veil of the temple was rent. It was torn from top to bottom and the earth quaked, and listen to this, and the rocks split open. My, isn't that powerful? In Luke chapter 24, verses six and seven, it says, the the angel says, he is not here, he is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. Hear these words this morning. The son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men be crucified, and on the third day, be raised again. That is the gospel. Isn't that powerful? I want you to take your Bibles, if you would, just turn over to the Gospel 
of uh, John, John the 20th chapter, as we go through the story this morning and the power of the resurrection that is within us. Isn't this fun? You seeing any dolphins back there yet, <laughs> Josiah? None at all? Okay. Let us know when you do. <laughs> so I'm in the 20th chapter. We're in the 20th chapter of the Gospel of John. And I hope that you're there too. And we're beginning in verse 1. It says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. And she ran and came to Simon Peter and the other disciple, which we know was the, the uh, disciple John, whom Jesus loved. And he said to them, she said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and I don't know where they've laid him. And Peter therefore went and the other disciple John, and they were going to the tomb. And so both ran together and the other disciple, that meaning John, John outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And then stooping down and looking inside the tomb, he saw the linen clothes where uh, the, the linen clothes were lying there, but he did not go in. And Simon Peter came, following him. He went into the tomb, and he saw the linen clothes lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded together by a place by itself. Then the other disciple, which is John. He came into the tomb, he went, he went in also, and he saw, I love this, and he believed. He saw and he believed. Ah, for as of yet, they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. We're in verse 10. Are you there? Great, yes. verse 10. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping, and as she wept and stooped down looking into the tomb she saw two angels mary saw two angels in white sitting one at the head the other at the feet where the body of jesus had lain and they said to her woman why are you weeping she said to them because they have taken my lord and i do, do not know where they have laid him and now when she had said this, she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And whom, whom is it that you are seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener. She said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me. Tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, do not, do not miss these words. <laughs> Jesus said, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say to them that I am ascending to my father and to your father. I am going to my God and your God. Then Mary Magdalene came to the disciples and she said the things that, that she had seen the Lord and all the things that were spoken to her. Then that same evening, the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, hear that, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, 
Jesus came and stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed, he showed them his hands and his side. Then his disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And so Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Wow, so powerful. What a mighty story. I wanna take us a, a step further just beyond the historical context of the story. Um, Brent, I, I, you'll remember when we were just in Israel last year and we were at the garden tomb how amazing that was for us and our entire team. Of course, our son Josiah is here. He was there with us in Israel as well. And just to be taken into this story and to think about that moment of Jesus' encounter and Mary's encounter first with the angels, but then with Jesus. Then he, he, makes, he makes this statement. He says, Mary, do not cling to me. I have another assignment to accomplish. I'm, I've not yet ascended to my Father and your Father. I've not yet ascended to, to your God and my God. See, Jesus, the, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 4 that Jesus is our great high priest. And he had an assignment to fulfill that he would leave that garden tomb and he would ascend before the throne in the most holy place before our Father God and present once and for all his blood, his sinless blood for us to the Father to make atonement for our sins. And after that was accomplished, after that divine mission and assignment was fully accomplished before the throne, Jesus returned to Galilee, coming through the walls and made himself manifest to his disciples. Again, folks, Jesus, Jesus did not have that angel move the stone because he, he, he didn't have a way out. No, the angel removed the stone so that we would have access, just like the, the veil was rent from top to bottom. It wasn't to let God out. It was to let us in so that we would have full access to our Heavenly Father. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I want you to hear the words of the Apostle Paul. This is out of 1 Corinthians. Again, if you have your Bibles, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And we're going to begin to read um, the first four verses. And it says this. It says, the Apostle Paul, he declares and he writes, This, this is the gospel which I have preached to you, which also you received, in which you stand. Catch that today. This is the gospel which you received in which you stand, by which you were also saved. This is the gospel that saved us. This is the gospel that brought us salvation. If you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, here it is, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. The gospel is alive. The gospel is alive and real because of the resurrection. The entirety of the gospel, the good news, becomes alive and burning forever eternally because of this fact that Jesus 
was risen from the dead by his heavenly Father. You can shout amen to that. The scripture says, and if, and if Christ has not been raised from the dead, again, this is the apostle Paul writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 14. He says, and if Christ has not been raised from the dead, then our preaching is useless and so is our faith. But aren't you glad today this preaching is not useless? Amen. 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 If you're moving through the scriptures with us today, I want you to keep tracking with us. We're going to the epistle of the book of Ephesians. Um, if you're allowed to have favorites uh, in the Bible, my favorite book of the Bible is the book of Ephesians. And I want you to turn there with us now. We're going to begin to read out of the first chapter. And um, once again, we've got a lot of folks all around us. So this is a, a beautiful, beautiful morning. It's fantastic. We seeing any dolphins? Not yet. <laughs> I'm sure those that are wa uh, watching from the Midwest are hoping to see some dolphins <laughs> this morning. So, so I'm reading out of Ephesians, we're reading out of Ephesians chapter one, and we're gonna begin to read in verse 15. And again, this is concerning the power of the resurrection. So Paul begins in verse 15 and he says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and for your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, verse 20, catch this, which God manifested his power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age which is yet to come. Verse 22, and he put all things under his feet, and he gave Jesus to be the head of all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills all in all. We're going right into chapter two, verse one. And you, I have my name written right in there. You, you and I, me and Bren, you and I, we have been made alive. We, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. And when she once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power, of the air and the spirit, which is it now at work within the sons of disobedience, among whom we all, all, notice that, among whom we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Verse four, but God, but God who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ, for by grace we have been saved. Amen. 
by grace we have been saved. Here we go. He raised us up together. He raised us up together and He made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Wow. This is the power of the gospel. That when, when Jesus was crucified, we too were crucified with Him. The Apostle Paul writes in the, the book of Galatians chapter 2 in verse 20, he says that we have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live, yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. See, the gospel that has glory is this, is that when Jesus was crucified, our old man and our old nature was crucified with him upon that cross. That Jesus, the one who knew no sin, would become sin for us so that we might become, that we might become the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not only were we crucified with Jesus, the scripture teaches us we were buried with him in baptism and we were raised from the dead with him and ascended with him and seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is the power of the gospel, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, dear friends, victory, a church of his presence, light the fire, friends, partners. This is the power of the gospel. Colossians chapter two and verse 12, I'm just gonna read it. It says, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God, God who raised him from the dead. Ephesians chapter two and verse five again, I gotta give it one more time. It says that God raised us up and he seated us with him in heavenly places. How powerful, yeah. how glorious. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. The Apostle Paul, he writes in Romans chapter one and verse four. He says, but by this res resurrection from the dead, he is declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. The Apostle Paul goes on to write in the book of Romans, uh, Romans chapter eight and verse 11. He says, but if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, catch that. If the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us who raised Christ from the dead will also give your mortal bodies, life to your mortal bodies, will give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells within you. Lastly, Philippians chapter three, Paul writes one more time, the implication of Jesus' death and his resurrection. And he writes this powerful truth that it is to be experientially revealed to us personally. And Paul cries out and makes this prayer. He says, oh, that I may know him, that I may know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Today, we remember this in 1 Corinthians 15. Paul writes, he says, O death, where is your victory? O hell, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, 
and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. The prophet Isaiah, the amazing prophet from Israel who is still mentoring us all in 2020. He wrote these words in Isaiah chapter 25 and verse 8. He says, he will swallow up death in victory and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. Isn't that powerful? Well, let's get very, very personal today. <clears throat> why, why are we doing this broadcast? Are, are we doing it just to be seen? Are we doing it to get our faces out, to get our church name out? Of course not. Of course not. Today is about Jesus Christ and the power of His resurrection. And Brennan and I want to speak to those today that perhaps you're coming across this broadcast and you're with us. I want to simply say to you with love that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Jesus gave these amazing words to a man who was seeking him out named Nicodemus. And in the book of John chapter three, he tells Nicodemus these words. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And Jesus went on to say these words. He said, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Time is of the essence right now. We are in April 2020, and time is of the essence right now. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of faith. Today is the day to put your faith and your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God, and He is risen. And today, if you've come across this broadcast, I simply wanna ask you, with a simple faith in your heart, if you're listening today and you have never made Jesus your Lord and your Savior, if you've never put your faith in Him, today we ask you to simply ask God through His love, to come into your life. Ask the Lord to come into your life to be your Lord and your Savior. And today, you will be saved. It is simple faith. It is simple faith upon the Lord. So I ask you to do that today. We ask you to do that today. Well, Victory, oh, what a beautiful day. It's been amazing and it's a joy to be with you and all of our friends uh, throughout the country, we wish you a beautiful resurrection weekend and a resurrection day. And I wanna pray for you, Brent and I wanna pray for you and Josiah's here with us, but we wanna pray for our family today. And we wanna wish you the most blessed resurrection weekend with your family. So Lord, just as, just as Bren prayed, just as Bren prayed, that your anointing would be upon the entirety of this broadcast to bring the life of the gospel and the hope of the gospel to every listener, to every hearer. Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray that this revelation and the reality of this revelation will come into the hearts of men and women everywhere. Yes. 
Lord, we give you the glory. Father, we give you all the glory for giving the very Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. Lord, to you be the honor, to you be the glory, to you be the power and the dominion. Lord, we know that you are coming and you are returning soon for your bride. So in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we bless every one of you today. We wish you a beautiful resurrection day. Have a blast, enjoy your family. Do not lose hope, do not lose hope. Take courage today, be blessed. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.